Welcome into the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rena Misha, and I am so incredibly glad that you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to juggle everything under the sun, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Oh, this introduction is going to be a good one. Welcome in, my friend. And today we're going to talk about non-conforming. I don't know if this is going to get heated. Who knows? It may. But it was so interesting because one of the things that shocked me when I first became a mom was how much pressure there was to conform and be like all the other moms. And that does not flow with my personality, can I just say? But it started, I noticed, with the baby equipment. Oh my gosh, do you remember this? People started giving me advice on what the quote-unquote best things were to buy. And then, you know, soon I realized there were activities I was supposed to do, you know, even with a newborn. Really, <laughs> really. There was the in school to go to, the clothing. I've already talked to you about the clothing and how I was different with that, but that's for another episode. And my friend, don't even get me started on the birthday parties. Don't even. You <laughs> don't even. I am actually getting the heebie jeebies just talking about this. I don't like conforming. And I don't think I've ever been as pressured to conform since I was in middle school. I mean, it is bad once you become a mom, right? That's another thing you just don't see coming. And in my opinion, I don't think it's good for us. I think it's very hard to be balanced when you're conforming and it's not good for you. We're going to talk about that, by the way. Sometimes conforming is okay, but it may not be good for our kids. It may not be good for our health. And it sure isn't good for our pocketbooks, let me tell you. And here's what I've learned in my old age. I've learned that the more me I am, the more unique, the more true I am to my values, the happier I am. And I'm curious if you're the same. So let's find out. Let's talk about this. Did I lose you when the music played or are you still here? Do you want to talk about this topic? It feels like this is a hot potato. But you know, we talk about everything. We don't shy away, even from talking about conformity. This is fun. I think this is so much fun to talk about these things that go unspoken. They go unsaid. We know it's going on, but people don't talk about it. So you're very brave to still be here with me, and I thank you. I thank you for staying and listening, and I have some juicy things to tell you. And the first thing I want to tell you was when I learned that I was a unique person, one of the pivotal things in my life that changed the whole direction of my life. Very, very pivotal moment. 
Since then, I want to tell you that I've actually had a lot of these experiences, but the incident I'm going to tell you about happened when I was pregnant with my first child. So it really had an impact on how I parented. And like I said, the whole direction of my life, it really changed me in a good way, I think. I think. (laughs) But it all started when I fired my OBGYN. That's how it started. I fired her. I really did. And she's such a nice person. You know, I enjoyed going there. I went there before I was pregnant. Once I was pregnant, very lovely person. She seemed very competent. Many, many people from my community use her. Such a reputable practice. But here's the problem. As you may remember from another episode, I have a brother with special needs. So the OBGYN, highly, highly, I can't say highly enough, she highly recommended that I get genetic testing. And for my reasons, it really had no business of hers to know. But for my individual reasons, I did not want genetic testing. And she was not happy with me. I think it was a liability issue. I think she was scared. And she actually forced me to sign a statement saying that I was refusing it. But you and I are friends. So I'll tell you why some of the reasons, because there were so many, but I'll tell you some of the reasons why I wanted to refuse it. I didn't want to know. I was scared. You know, I have a disabled brother. Okay, I'm getting emotional. But I personally wanted to enjoy my pregnancy without that heaviness hanging over me. I personally did not want to know and to have somebody pushing me to do it when I didn't want to know felt very wrong. It felt very disrespectful to me. Another reason is because what my brother has is not genetic. It's not something that, you know, runs in families. It was kind of a one-off thing. And there was no point. The chances of my child having what he had, so incredibly rare, there was really no point. And I can go on and on. I had many reasons. And then she ordered a bunch of blood work. And it was a lot of blood work. You can see where this is going already. There was a lot of blood work. And I said to the nurse, I said, how is this all just standard testing? And she said, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot, you'll see. But there's your foreshadowing. Yes, even though we had this really kind of, not like a yelling discussion, but it was very a firm discussion on my part. She still ordered the genetic tests, even though I signed the statement saying that I don't want them. And how did I find out? I found out in two ways. First, I get a bill for my insurance saying that I'm going to owe (laughs) $2,500. Like you can't make this stuff up. $2,500. These were not inexpensive tests and I have good health insurance. And yet I was going to be liable for $2,500. 
And then the other thing was the genetic tests found a problem. So exactly what I didn't want to happen, happened. So then they had to send me for more genetic tests to make sure it wasn't a false positive. I have to pause for a minute because it was very upsetting. It was very upsetting. I felt like my rights had been violated. I mean, I couldn't have been more clear in her office when I told her no. I was very clear. She knew I signed a statement and now I have to have even more genetic testing. Well, in the end, it was a false positive. Thank God my child did not have the genetic issue that this $2,500 test said that she did. But because this was such a big issue for me, because it became so traumatic, I thought to myself, wait a minute, I don't think I want to use this person for delivering my child. Something isn't right. The fact that she would literally do the exact opposite of what I asked for, something's not right. And yeah, it could have been a mistake. Maybe I'm the only person who says no to genetic testing, so they're not used to it. I mean, in that office, I'm sure it happens other places. But my gut told me that when it was time to deliver, there was going to be problems. And it's very hard to listen to our gut, especially when everybody around us is doing things differently. But I knew, I knew that if I continue down this path, I was not going to have the experience that I wanted with my delivery. So here's what I did. I did a lot of research. You know, I didn't have kids yet, so (laughs) I had the time. And I actually found that there was a really, really good midwife practice that was the next town over. And people really recommended it. People who used this practice were so happy, I couldn't believe it. People don't usually say such positive things about delivering babies, but regarding this practice... Everybody I talked to had such a great experience. So I switched. I still remember the doctor's face when I told him (laughs) because it was a practice and I was talking to one of the male doctors and I told him I'd be going to using a midwife. And just the look on his face was like in shock. (laughs) He's like, why? (laughs) Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. So I switched and I felt really good about my decision. But very, very few people in my community at the time, I don't know what people are doing now, but at the time, very few people used this practice. And I have to tell you that going with these midwives, it changed my whole life. It was such a beautiful experience and I felt respected and in control. I actually delivered in a hospital. The midwife practice used a hospital, but I did not use a doctor. But I felt like if there was an emergency, there were doctors in the hospital. So it was a great practice because they worked together. They worked together in tandem. So if there was an emergency, there was a doctor right there. So I felt amazing. 
But this experience taught me that I did not need to be like everyone else. Even when it came down to something as serious as delivering my child, I didn't need to do what everybody else was doing. I could do research and I could find my own path. And what happened? What happened after this? Well, people in my community heard what an awesome delivery it was. That's another episode. But things, thank God, went really well. And can you guess what happened next? Yeah, (laughs) my phone started ringing. Other moms in my community wanted to hear more about my experience. Apparently, here's a shock. Not all of them had a great birthing experience, and they wanted to hear more about working with the midwives. And I was shocked because they were very intrigued by my decision. You know, people started talking about my great experience. I wasn't even telling people. It just became the thing. People kept hearing, you know, did you hear what happened when Rena had her baby? It was incredible because I'm not telling you all the details, but thank God it went really well. I was different. And in this circumstance, it was a beautiful thing. It really worked out. And I have to tell you the truth that if this experience hadn't happened, and it was very difficult, you heard me getting emotional when I was telling you about what the doctor did. But if I hadn't had this experience when my first child was born, I don't know that I could have withstood a lot of the other pressures. Because there is just so much pressure to conform once you have a kid. You know, People like to dress the kids the same. We talked about this in the introduction. People usually send their kids to the exact same daycare, certain schools, activities. It goes on and on. And I'm sure your pressures in your community are a little different. Every community is different. But I can tell you one thing. I've noticed wherever you live, there's probably some pressure to conform. I've never seen a place where there isn't. Maybe where you live, there isn't. If that's the case, I'm really happy for you. But now that I've had kids, I see it more clearly. And I see there is so much pressure. Wherever it is that you live, that's what's going on. I'm curious if you were also shocked at how much pressure there was to conform once you had kids. Was it also a shock to you? I did not see this one coming. I just didn't even know. I didn't know it would be something else yet that was going to change and pressure on me. I didn't know it was coming. And from my experience early on in motherhood, When I first fired my OBGYN, I learned to question a lot of the norms. And here's what I learned. I learned some of the norms, some of these things that quote unquote, everybody was doing, the pressure to conform. Some of them really were wonderful. I'll give you an example There's a preschool where many, many people in my community send their kids. And I have to tell you, the preschool is amazing. 
It is just amazing. I was so glad somebody told me about it. I was so glad to send my kids there. They were happy. I was happy. It was a mile from home. It was so close. It saved my life. It was so incredible. My kids thrived. It was wonderful. It was just wonderful. So my takeaway from this is that there's nothing wrong with conforming. As long as you're doing it consciously, you realize what you're doing, and it's the best for your family. I don't have a problem sending my kids to the daycare that everyone else sends their kids to if it's the best daycare. But if it's not a good daycare, that's a different story. Then I try not to conform. I say try because I suspect even though this is something I'm always paying attention to, I suspect I still conform a lot without realizing it because there is so much pressure. I think it's very hard to be truly unique and to truly question every single thing. I think even though I do a great job at it, and you probably do too, it's still really hard to never conform. And when I do choose to be different, and I choose not to do things that everyone else is doing, it's hard. When everybody else puts their kids in an after-school activity, but my kids, especially when they were younger and they would come home from school tired, it wasn't the best for them. So I had to say no. And that was hard when they saw their friends going to these activities and they weren't included. It was hard for them, but I needed to say no because it was the best for our family. What about this one? When other people were giving their young kids electronics, but I noticed that it had a negative effect and I had to put an end to it, that was really hard. I had a lot of judgment from people. I remember even my coworkers would give me lectures and tell me it was fine. And maybe it was fine for their kids, but for my kids, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I learned every child is different. Every parent is different. And you need to do what works in your situation. One of the hardest examples that I want to tell you is junk food. So years ago, we decided we're not going to do food coloring. So if something has a chemical food coloring, we're not going to buy it. And that is really, really hard for kids. They see their friends eating all this disgusting stuff. You know it's disgusting. (laughs) I'm not offending you. It is gross. It's not even food. And we don't buy it. We don't even allow it into our house. That's not easy. That is not easy but it's what I need. It's what I believe in. And yeah, I'm going to be different. I am not going to buy that junk food just because everyone else is and my kids are giving me a hard time about it. Not going to do it. And I'm not going to lie. In all these examples, it is hard to be different and unique. It's hard. I mean, by now, you know that I'm Orthodox Jewish. 
I'm a Jewish person living in a country where there's a lot more people who aren't Jewish than who are Jewish. And when you're different, it's hard. It's never easy. But let me tell you, if you feel this way about being different in your parenting, and you want to be different, if it's important to you not to give your kids junk food, for example, I want you to know that it is so worth it. It is worth it to be different. Just like when I hired the midwives because that worked for me, it was such a great experience. And yeah, it was harder. I had to drive so much further away. And there are a lot of appointments when you're pregnant. So it was a big hardship. I had to miss a lot of work. I don't enjoy driving in the area of town where they were located. Really, really hard, but so worth it. And why am I talking about this? Why am I talking about non-conforming besides the fact that it's just really fun to talk about? And the reason why I'm talking about it is because if you want to be a balanced mom, and I suspect you do because you're listening to this podcast, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth is that it's really, really challenging to be balanced if you're doing things just because everyone else is doing them. I'm going to say it's going to be almost impossible to be a balanced mom if you're doing things just because everyone else is and it doesn't work for you or your family. You know, of course, just like the preschool example, if it works great for your family, yeah, do what everyone else is doing. But if you notice that something isn't working for you and you're doing it just because it's the thing to do, oh, that makes me shudder. Maybe consider being brave and taking a step out and doing things differently. And I know that sometimes that can feel like the hardest thing in the world to do is to be different, but it's also the most rewarding. Do you agree with me? How rewarding was it for me to have somebody who partnered with my birth instead of somebody I had to fight with? That was so rewarding and also so hard. But let me tell you a truth bomb here, okay? And that is, if you're doing things just to fit in and to be like everyone else, what's going to happen is that you're also going to be as stressed out and unbalanced as everyone else is. Because being balanced, that's unique. That's very rewarding. But it's not easy. I mean, that's why we have, what, over 80 episodes now on how to be more balanced. It's much easier to just let everything go and complain about things. But that's not rewarding and it's not what I want for you. Balance is sometimes about making a little tweak to your schedule and changing everything. Maybe it's saying no to an after-school activity because it's exhausting for you to drive there and it ruins your whole evening and because of that, your whole week. So I encourage you 
that if you're serious about being balanced and having the life of your dreams, sometimes you have to be a little uncomfortable. And that means not doing what everyone else is doing. And I want to tell you that how do you know? I just told you that I don't succeed every time with this. I'm sure there are things that I do just because everyone else is doing them. And you know what? We don't want perfection. We don't need to be an individual 100% of the time. But when it comes to important things, things that are maybe throwing off your balance, I urge you to pay attention to your intention. Why are you doing the thing? Check in with yourself and notice, are you doing it simply because that's what everyone does and that's the only thing you know? Or are you doing it because it's something that's good for you and good for your family and you really want to do it? And I have a funny side benefit for you. Once you start doing this and checking in with yourself, you are going to save a fortune, my friend, a fortune. You'll save not only stress, like we were talking about being unbalanced, but also so much money. Because so many of these things that people are doing, just because everybody else is doing, they cost a lot of money. The after school activity, the clothes, the school, I don't know what else, the electronics, all these things that everybody else is doing, they're usually not cheap and they're usually not free. Okay, (laughs) let me just say, I mean, it's possible they are, but for the most part, by being an individual, you will save a lot of money and more importantly, a lot of stress. So I hope this episode has given you courage. It's given you courage to not be afraid to be a little different. And just notice, start noticing, are you doing things because everyone else is doing them? Or is it the best for you, your kids? And I keep saying you, do you notice? In this episode, I try to say you and your kids, and I say you first. And the reason why is so many times people will say, I have to do this because it's the best for my kids. Let's say, I don't know, it's evening soccer. But let's say it's evening on Sunday evening, and it throws off your whole week. You come home Sunday night at nine o'clock, and you're exhausted the rest of the week. Well, you know what? Even if your kid is fine, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work. You can't throw off your whole week. You are important too. So just keep that in mind. I noticed I hadn't explained that, but I wanted to let you know that you are part of the equation. It's your whole family. Your whole family has to be good with the schedule for it to work, okay? We don't put other people's needs before ours and just create a chaotic life. We're a family. We work together and what works for one person needs to also work for the other person. So I'm proud of you for even listening to this episode because we already said being different isn't easy. 
when everybody else is wearing the designer clothes and we're wearing whatever we're wearing, that's not easy. But our pocketbooks will sure thank us. Maybe instead we're putting the money into our kids' college fund. So yeah, we're being different and we're proud of it. And being different and unique and true to yourself is really one of the most important things you need for better balance. So thanks for being here with me and for listening to this non-conforming episode, and I'll catch you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it helped you take yet another step closer to better balance, because that's the goal here. And make sure you check out my free course on how to find work-life balance as a working mom. You are going to love the class. It has a beautiful workbook, audio lessons, and it gives a soup to nuts approach on how to be better balanced. I know you're going to benefit so much from it. And I look forward to hearing about how it works out for you. And to access the course, just go to the link in the podcast description. Wishing you so much joy as you work towards that better balance.